live. It's still. You're I'm gonna still use going it. With it. I like it. I'm gonna go with it. It's okay. our new intro. Okay. Yep. Decided. You've decided for us. Because it was natural. It just came. It just rolled off the tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. Not at all. Well, it's your favorite striker and T back again with a special guest host who is currently nameless. Like, this is the worst pet process ever. Yeah, it really is. It's so annoying. We've I'm had gonna him... call him Cole. I think I'm gonna call him Cole. Okay, fuck. <laughs> so Cole's his friggin' name. And then when Javea's around, I won't say a name at all. <laughs> just call him, just, she won't care. I don't know. I think she will. That's the only name she didn't like. It's true. All right, well, his name's Cole, and then we hide him from Javea. That's it, that's it. Okay. The tribe has spoken. So Cole, who's our cat, uh, he is a guest host. So if you do hear randomly weird sounds on the mic, or like that, Scratch. for example, that's just him being disruptive. Mm. So, yeah, he's pretty hype right now. But I just played with him for like... An hour. Yeah, well, like 20 minutes. <laughs> um <laughs> But it's just because he's a kitten. So mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, I could I could do this all day, bro. Mm. I'm bred for the wild. Yeah. Are you dumb? No, he's... Anyway. Well, here we are. In the Gray, episode two of season two, I guess. I don't even know if we're going to do seasons. I don't think we're doing seasons. We're just going to do... Episode, we're episode, just gonna episode. keep it rolling. Yeah. Yep. Because you know what's funny about that? Calling your podcast different seasons or whatever is dumb. Yeah. But I will say certain podcasts that I follow, it kind of gives me an idea of like how far back it is. Yes. But don't you think it would be the same if you just knew the episode numbers? For example, let's say the latest episode is episode 10,000 and then you happen to stumble upon episode six. Probably a long time ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, season, seas. You know what it is? We just like hearing, we like the word, oh, I'm on season two, I'm on season four. Sort of, but I I think for me, it just gives me an idea of like, where I'm at. (laughs) Unless it's thematic. Like if season one was all about one thing, season two is all about one thing. Yeah, I agree with that actually. Yeah. Um, But yeah, here we are on another episode. How was your week? Well, we're in 2021. Mm-hmm. It's official. Yeah. I felt uh, this week was like, I don't know. I felt like the first week actually of 2021, I was like so gung-ho of just like, let's do stuff, make mm-hmm. shit happen. Mm-hmm. And the second week I was like crying every single day and just like, um, yeah, just feeling like what is happening? Right. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Um. There was a big kind of feeling, almost just feeling like lost in a way, and mm-hmm. it felt super emotional this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also wondering if our child is the devil. Yeah. Um, yeah, she sucks. This week. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was just so overwhelming. I guess that's part of the emotional part for me. When she's like that, when I lose my patience with her, I feel like I'm over the top. Mm. Mm. I don't think you are. No, I mean like I've I've emotionally become over the top. Where oh, I'm just I see like I can't handle it anymore. Like I go the opposite way. I don't give a fuck. Mm. I just stop caring because mm. that just feels more comfortable to me. Mm. Um, 
anything else? Mm, yeah, that was kind of it. Mm. Just I felt like I was trying to truck along with my workouts and everything else in life, but yeah, yeah I felt super excited from week one, and then week two was just like kind of a wall, an emotional wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think um, it's been interesting. I think this week's been. Um, I think in the midst of the unknown, which is this pandemic, and like. I don't know. You almost feel like there's times where you're like, okay, I'm kind of used to it. I know what's going on. or mm-hmm. And by know what's going on, I mean not knowing what's going on, but just getting <laughs> used to that. You know what I'm saying? Being comfortable with that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just like... Uh, this week's just kind of been overwhelming, I think, with a lot of um, thoughts about that. Like, um, even when you're... Even with doing all these different things that I feel like I'm doing... It just feels like for what? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Um, yeah, just a lot of... Um, just a lot of convoluted, annoying feelings, I guess, this week. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's almost it's almost hard to explain. Mm-hmm. But just, that's what, it, that's what it felt like. Just convoluted, a little bit of everything, and just everyone sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime I feel like that, I just feel like, leave me alone. Let me just do what I got to do mm-hmm. and just fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit of that this week and, and with Quinn, like I just, I, well, <clears throat> I just think she's, um, you know, having not been, and now I'm, I'm feeling like it could be having not, having not been around other kids or anybody else really slash you know, obviously maturing as becoming who she is, she's a little bit of a shit. Like, she's a mm-hmm. little bit of a, uh, like, not really a spoiled brat, because we don't spoil her at all. But just, like, I want what I want, and I don't really care about rules or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there's times where she obviously, you know, she listens, but there's times where she directly, if she wants something bad enough, Nothing matters. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care if you're telling me not to touch the cat. I'm just going to wait for you to not see Back me. Off. And then I'm just going to do it immediately. Yeah. And I do think a big part of that is just what you're saying. And also, like, we don't really have, other than her going to bed and eating, there's no structure in our day. And so for me, like, I've been thinking, like, um, just adding stuff like that into it so she kind of knows kind of more of a routine and also... I do think she reacts a bit when JaVale leaves. Yeah, for sure. Because every single time when JaVale leaves, she has like a rough like three days. Mm-hmm. And I initially I just thought it was because of sleep, thinking like um, she would always wake up earlier with Bay mm-hmm. and go to bed later. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently she's been going to bed at the same time and I definitely think it's just her reacting that JaVale's not here anymore. Yeah, I think she's just getting older and, um, you know, really becoming, like, oh, that was a big, some oil right there in my hair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think she really sees Vey as an actual companion of hers. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I think she, like, I think she knows that we're her parents, but I think she recognizes Javea as just a buddy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't even know if she knows if she's a sister, but she just knows, like, that's just my friend. Mm-hmm. Um... So I think that 
that's a unique person to her and I think that's why um, she reacts like that you know yeah similar to the cat like I feel like she looks at the cat as like her little friend yeah so like we're friends but like at the end of the day like I'm bigger than you so like <laughs> I can like kind of I can I can test things out on you that I would never be able to do on anyone else mm-hmm. like pick you up and throw you or yeah. poke you in the face mm-hmm. or sit on you like you know there's n- she's never been able to experience those things the sitting thing is actually she's been doing other stuffed animals too okay well she'll maybe. like lie on them that's true actually actually you're right even with pinky i think that's where it started yeah with her big but she's been doing that with like all her stuffed animals now yeah yeah anyway this was a rough week with her Mm. and probably was for me it was a tipping point i think of making me feel more emotional Mm -hmm. um like adding on to like things with my mom and just like this new year and where the fuck we are yeah I just thought I heard something, but I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you, you did, for I sure. I did? Yeah. Did it sound, like, dangerous? I don't know. Is everything closed in the kitchen? Yep. I always do make sure. I always do make sure? Yeah. He's not in here. No, I know. He's in the kitchen, probably. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, let's go into the cup of tea, then. Let's have a nice little swig of this. What kind of tea are we sipping on today? Uh, is this normal? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I thought you were gonna mention that you're sipping on a cup of calm. Oh. Um, but yes, that that should be, that should be what we do. We say what tea are we sipping on today, and then you would mention the, the topic title. of discussion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, is is this normal? That's gonna be kind of. I think. Um, I feel like this is a conversation that uh, I have with a lot of clients of just like. They'll tell me how they're feeling, mm-hmm. but just dumb it down or feel like that's just like everyday life this is what we do mm-hmm. um, for example um well i think bloated is a big one for a lot of women yep thinking, oh, i'd say a lot of everybody just being like oh i ate this thing and i got bloated but anyway i, I yeah. then carried on with blah, blah, blah. i just feel like i constantly see that on instagram of being like 8 a.m before food and then like nine o'clock after food mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah which is um anyway I don't know why they're sharing that, but anyway. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, like, little things like that, like, people don't realize are actual conditions, or even something like eczema, mm-hmm. um, I think would be a big one, or... Um, Question about eczema real quick. Is it... It's It can also be hereditary, right? Um, no, I think you're thinking of psoriasis. Psoriasis would be. Hmm. So eczema is just a skin condition caused by um, irritation of the gut or um, leaky gut or and that's the dysbiosis. Only reason, eczema. Yeah. I always thought that um, maybe I didn't think of psoriasis, but I always thought there was also a hereditary uh, form it. of eczema. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm. And it it could just be the same like bacteria How's, that's in yeah. the mom the child has too. Right. Um. But yeah, that's a big one. Um, uh, redness, certain rednesses of the face or like a redness in the nose I think is a big one where people are like you have rosacea, that's all it is mm. but like your gut is fucked mm. um, so yeah but the three we'll talk about today are bloating gas yes. and reflex mm. um, so bloating number one you're not supposed to you know, 
It's um, <laughs> are you being rude to the people? No. Um, so obviously, a little bit of bloating is not that big of a deal. But if you're bloating every single meal, um, that's something to kind of raise question about. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you are someone who um, eats out a lot or doesn't really know, like you don't cook yourself and you're just kind of eating food for the sake of eating food, mm. um, you might have to kind of dial it back and actually start sticking to like um, less processed foods to kind of figure out what is actually irritating your gut. Um, a lot of irritation can come from food being digested improperly. Um, so we've talked in the past about like proteins and carbs uh, not being digested very well together because mm. they're broken down differently in the system, mm-hmm. in the GI system. Um, so, um, yeah, figuring out what's kind of causing the bloating would be the primary, um, or where you would start. Um, something like, um, uh, inflammation, anti-inflammatory diet is a good diet because it kind of calms the stomach down. So before you start introducing other foods that you haven't, um, been eating, if Mm -hmm. you're just on an anti-inflammatory diet, you can kind of start to reintroduce foods that you were eating and you'll then figure out kind of what's causing the inflammation. So uh, dairy would be one. I think that'd be pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. Sugar. Sugar would be a big one, especially if you have dysbiosis. Wheat. Wheat would definitely be one. Um, chocolate would be a huge one. Mm. Um, I don't really care about chocolate. You really don't. I don't give a shit about chocolate. And you know what? I'm not surprised when people say that. Yeah. Yeah. I I could not I could go the rest of my life without having one piece of chocolate. Yeah. And I wouldn't recognize I wouldn't care. Yeah. I get that now. But there was definitely a period where I was just like, I'll never live without chocolate. Mm. But like yeah. lately I don't really eat it. Like I'll eat those cocoa nibs, but there's no there's no sugar or anything in it. They don't have like a creamy chocolatey case that right. way that things that people crave. <clears throat> yeah. Um yeah. But, uh, what's another one? Um, soy could be another one that causes a lot of irritation. Mm-hmm. Uh, processed foods in general, just because For the sure. body has to break down, has to work harder to figure out what all these things are. Mm-hmm. Your immune system's going to have to work harder to figure out what all those things are. Um, so it can be pretty overwhelming on both your immune system and your digestive system. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be um, a big one. Mm-hmm. So bloating, not really supposed to happen. Um, figuring out where the bloating is coming from or what's causing it, whether it's two foods you're combining that shouldn't be digested properly, uh, won't be digested properly together, or even if you're drinking a lot of liquids with your food, mm-hmm. that doesn't really allow your um, intestinal wall to actually produce the juices to break down food if you have too much liquid already in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Bloating. Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Um, next one would be gas. That's probably the biggest one I think that most people would think. Because I think most people think nothing of gas. Yeah. They might just be like, oh, you have so much gas. And then the person goes, oh, I know. <laughs> that's literally it. Yeah. I think bloating people are like, hmm. People say there's something I shouldn't be eating when I'm bloated. But I feel like gas people don't say. No. People just go, oh. oh. Whenever you talk like that. What? <laughs> That voice that you just did? Mm-hmm. I, I think of Harrison. <laughs> Why? Which one? The dumb voice? The, oh, that one? Yeah. Really? I just picture like a jock 
Harrison. <laughs> he's not. He's not really a. He's interesting. He's not really a jock. He's a hockey dude. Yeah, he sounds like such a jock. Everything about him, even the way he thinks about girls. I guess. I guess. I want women that I can't have. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that story is continued, by the way. Oh my I'll god. I'll fill you in later. I uh-huh. probably won't. It's not that big a big deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, gas. Not really supposed to happen. Um, obviously, a little fart here and there through the day is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But um, I think anything, especially even more than 12 a day, is like a big issue. Um, <laughs> you concerned for yourself? No, no, no. I don't fart like crazy. I think uh, I have it moments. Depends. Yeah. yeah, it just depends what you're eating. Right. Um, so with gas, if it smells... Protein. Yeah, that means you have undigested protein in your system. <gasps> if it doesn't smell, if it's just a waft of air, <laughs> that means it's undigested carbohydrates. So that's usually in, uh, kind of a benchmarker to kind of figure out what foods it could pot- possibly be. Mm-hmm. Potassium. <laughs> possibly be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm someone who doesn't really do that well with carbs, so... It's obvious to me when I've eaten too many carbs. Oh. Um, yeah. Guess. Not supposed to happen. So do you think that you're not supposed to fart at all? You're you're not. It's it's like a car backfiring. Mm. You know? Did you feel good about that one? Felt good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Essentially that's what it is. But again, this day and age, how much processed food is kind of out there or stuff that's in our environment mm-hmm. um the creams we use on our face put things we put on our skin obviously women wear a lot of makeup tons tons of makeup oh my god instagram mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah that it's hard to not ingest shit that's not supposed to be in your system for sure um but obviously food is the easiest thing to kind of control really well, in the sense of, like, knowing what you're actually ingesting. I get what you're saying, yeah. Um, probably the hardest thing to <laughs> control yeah. for a lot of people. 100%. But, um, yeah, it, it's just a good indicator, a good thing to kind of look out for, to kind of see what um, could possibly be irritating your stomach. Right. And finding out all these things about what's irritating your stomach isn't just, like, so you don't fart and so you don't... Get bloated. Bloated, but it's also you'll notice a huge difference in your energy level, um, in your skin, um, in the way that you digest food. You're not feeling so heavy or so tired all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, your cognitive function. I think that was a huge one for me. Of just like not feeling like foggy brain. Yeah. Things are working. You're like you're getting the nutrients where they need to go. Essentially, that's what it is. So it's very important to kind of navigate that and figure out where, like, what what issues are. Mm-hmm. If you are someone who gets bloated quite often or if you get gas quite often. Um, and the last one we'll talk about is uh, gastric reflux slash heartburn. So heartburn, people don't think that's a big deal, no? I don't ever get that. I've gotten it once in my life and I thought I was literally, like, having a stroke or something. I actually might not have ever had that. Really? Yeah. Well, that would make sense with you, actually. I've, like, burped and then had the little burn up. But, like, mm-hmm. even that, I, 
maybe once or twice. Yeah. Which is that that's not even heartburn. No. Right. Heartburn's like yeah very obvious. But so heartburn is kind of a precursor to gastric reflux. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So once you get heartburn, if you get that quite often, you're likely down the line going to get the reflux as well. It's terrible. So heartburn and gastric reflux is usually an indication that you have too much stomach acid. So your pH level is too high and things are trying to come up your esophagus. Right. And not good. Yuck. <laughs> and this happens actually with a lot of um, the older population. That's a big one for them. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't guess that. Really? Yeah, not really. I, I, feel, think... like, I feel like every client I have is like, well, I was throwing up today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point, actually. <sighs> Go away, Cole. Yeah, Cole it is. That felt good. It felt good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, you know... In the younger generation or people in their, like, 40s and 50s probably are more likely to get heartburn. But as you age more and more, you're more likely to get gastric reflux. If you are in the younger population and you're already getting the reflux, um, definitely get that checked out. Mm-hmm. Figure out what foods um, might be causing that irritation. A big one for that would be, like, coffee Things that are very acidic or yeah. even like nuts, like almonds is a big one. Um, things that um, maybe a lot of citrus fruits would cause a lot of that. Just things that are going to raise your pH and your um, acidity or acid level that's mm-hmm. in your gut already. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And I guess things to kind of look out with that. So inflammation, redness or ir- itchiness or irritation. Mm-hmm are all indicators that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. So, you know, irritation on your skin or redness on your skin or um, just being itchy all the time or flaky skin or inflammation anywhere, like around your eyes, your stomach. Do you think that's why my scalp is so itchy or something? I told you why I think that is. Mm. Coffee and alcohol, maybe. I don't think that's what it is. I 100% know that's what it is. Why you 100% know? Because you never had any of those issues before. Anything. Any issues before you started having those things. That's not true. My head was itchy before. Itchy? Yeah. Not really. Not like that, bro. I'm not your brother. <laughs> That'd be strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so diets that you can kind of look out for to kind of help those things to figure out what foods are causing any of those inflammation, redness, itchiness, or irritation it would be the anti-inflammatory diet. You can Google that. Anti-inflammatory mama is a big one. She has awesome recipes. And, um... Who? Anti-inflammatory mama. Whoa, you follow somebody. Following. That's crazy. And also just the elimination diet. (laughs) I just said, you don't follow or lead. (laughs) But it's just funny to hear you follow somebody. Um. (laughs) Right? That's funny. Um, or yeah, the elimination diet, which we've talked about before, simply take out the foods and then reintroduce them. That's my favorite. So take them out for about two weeks, two, three weeks, and then slowly start to introduce them once at a time and bingo, bango, you'll see some redness, you'll see some inflammation, some irritation Mm -hmm. and you'll know what it is. That's how you should talk on your thing. (laughs) <laughs> you'll see that stuff and you'll, the stuff will come and the, the food will go in the... yep you should just talk like that mm. I want to be funny in it be funny then 
I, I felt like the third time I did it, I was just like, just running through it, but not like doing anything, you know? So I felt like almost bored of myself already. Yeah, see, that's a big indicator mm-hmm. that it's going to be boring. Mm-hmm. Just, just do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just be like lying there in my pajamas. <laughs> if you want to, if it's funny. Yeah. Whatever you think, this is, this is the key with that stuff. Whatever you think is funny, someone's going to think it's funny. Yeah. So do that. I think I'm very funny. I think so too. Yeah. But be that on the screen. Don't just know you're funny in your head and then be serious and professional and people are like, this bitch ain't funny. <laughs> this bitch ain't funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, those are all good all good things to let to know that aren't normal. Mm-hmm. Those are not normal things, folks. Nope. So stop farting, stop getting bloated. Acid reflux, you're basically dying. <laughs> That's what's happening in a nutshell. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, jump on into that gray zone. What are we talking about today in the gray zone? Fucking kids, you know? Fucking... Well, that sounds wrong. That sucks. I do not endorse the statement made by T. I uh, act as a sole proprietor um, on this podcast, and I represent myself as a sole contractor in this exchange. Therefore, I do not represent the statements made by T and would like to disclose that... um, You got nothing. I'm not a part of Mm. the thoughts... And words spoken by her. Okay, whatever. Thank you. See, I could be a lawyer. Um, um, so we're going to be talking about... Want to try that again? Kids, things we don't want to admit to as being a parent about our kids. Right. So as a parent, you know, uh, there's just things parents will never admit um, about the way they act or behave or treat their kids in any way, shape, or form. Unless it's a like parent. Yes, unless it's a parent that is in the same boat or you... Yeah, where you get that vibe where you're like, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Um, so, I guess I'll start off with a light one. Swearing in front of your kids. And this doesn't necessarily mean saying, hey kid, fuck you. Mm-hmm. But just like... Well, just swearing in general for one. Um, but also, you know, like if Quinn's being an asshole... Just being like, what the fuck, Quinn? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did that a lot this week. Yeah. But that's but that's something you wouldn't... I mean, I'd admit it to somebody. But I just mean that's a, that's a common thing that parents don't like to admit. Is that they yeah, swear in front of their kids or whatever. Like, I feel like parents who do swear in front of their kids, if they're around other people who swear, they won't swear around those people when their kids are there. Yeah. So those people... Don't think they swear in front of their kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep, for sure. Yeah. It actually irritates me a little bit how Sam really doesn't want any swear word in front of her kids. Like, as if they're never going to hear it. It's stupid. I mean, I think, you know what it is? We've all, like, we all grew up that way where it's like your parents didn't swear around you. It was a whole thing in our parents' generation. Like, don't swear around the kids. Don't Mm -hmm. do anything bad around the kids. But I feel like as time's gone on, especially obviously our generation... I don't know, we, we realized that if I was growing up and I heard my mom saying, fuck shit, whatever, whatever, it wouldn't have made me just start swearing at people. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think that's the, that's the thought process behind yeah. it for me. It's like, if I say, holy shit, in front of Quinn, um, it's not going to make her just walk around going, hey, you're a piece of shit person. Yeah. So. 
But I do think at her age, picking up on those words, she will say that shit randomly. Sure. And that's, for a lot of parents, that's embarrassing when they start saying, like, body parts or Mm -hmm. swear words, that type of thing. Yep. Which is stupid, because we're adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's also a little funny when they do say stuff. Yeah, but it's really, what the real embarrassment is, is that it's not so much that their kid's saying the word, it's the fact that their kid's saying the word makes other parents makes you think other parents think you're a bad parent. Yeah. And that's... Parents never want to feel like other parents think they're a bad parent. Yeah, I agree. Which is dumb. Mm-hmm. Who cares what other parents think? Yeah. Yeah. Which is- <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> dropping a child, that's not something you want to admit. For sure. Have you ever dropped Quinn? Just, she fell off the bed. I've never dropped her, dropped her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we both had a falling off the bed incident. Yeah. And thinking about when your client left her on the counter. Oh, yeah. That her was kid, crazy. Um, almost, that made me feel like, okay, I, I'm not a horrible parent. Because yeah. I, like, when it happened, was, like, just lost it. Yep. Was definitely thinking she was going to wake up, like, dumb. That mm. <laughs> I, like, broke her I in some did, way. I actually didn't feel that way. I knew she was okay. I just felt really bad that it happened. Mm-hmm. And I also felt like that's the most traumatic thing she's ever experienced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then thinking back to my client who had her kid on the counter, and luckily her kid did fall, but she stopped, like she literally like grabbed the kid like, midair type of thing. Um, but you know how sometimes we'll put Quinn up on like the counter when we're cooking or something? Mm-hmm. And then I feel like now... Like, I've been making eggs, and I'll put her on the counter, and I'll, like, go to the fridge to get another egg or something, mm-hmm. and leave her there, but, like, looking at her the whole time. You know <laughs> me too, mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, so, I almost, so, th- that made me sympathize with my client in being, like, actually, I see how that could have happened. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, All those situations could have happened, because even Quinn falling off the bed, Yeah. like, she was, like, six months at the time, mm-hmm. and she was, like on something that was like cradling her from side to side i don't even know how she even fell off and Mm -hmm. she wasn't crawling at that point she wasn't moving at that point Mm -hmm. um and i pushed her like closer not to the center of the bed but pushed her in a little bit like i literally don't even know how it happened Mm -hmm. um and i literally was just like going from room to room kept going back and checking on her Mm -hmm. um so you know it's like all those situations i'd say majority of those situations it's like it's just one of those freak accents where you, yeah. where it just happens. Well, it's just being a human, right? Like, and I think that's the key. It's like, things are going to happen when you're a parent. And it doesn't make you a bad parent because mm-hmm. something happened. Like, yeah. that would be like, you know, me accidentally cutting somebody off on the road. It doesn't make me a bad person. It was yeah. just an accident. Yeah. And I understand that me cutting you off could have could have caused a severe accident or something, but, like, it was an accident. It doesn't make me a bad person. Yeah. My bad, bro. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of the same thing with parenting. Like, it's not like you threw her off the bed and were like, mm-hmm. huh, that was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would make you a bad person. But, um, but yeah, I think a lot of parents would, wouldn't admit they dropped their kids. Yeah. Um, another one I would say is admitting... Admitting that you don't like your kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever have the? Do you ever, well, I don't know if you've had a moment like that, but, but where you actually look at your kid and you're like, I don't really like you that much. 
Um, I wouldn't say I have that moment. In the moment. Not like, not like I've been thinking about your entire existence and I don't like it. <laughs> no. I, I wouldn't say I even, in that moment, I would say, uh, you know what? I almost think like, what's wrong with you? That's my thought. Yeah. Maybe that's more what I mean, I guess. Yeah. That's more what I've I mean. never had a moment where I'm like, I don't like her. Or you know what? I'll say more accurate to what I'm thinking is looking at them and being like, you suck. Yeah. Like, you just suck right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that often for me, those moments are when I'm trying to do something or right. having a busy week or, um, I think I mentioned this before, when I had an appointment one time and she was just like not doing anything um, that was like following schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I get super frustrated in those moments where I, her shitty behavior is also overpowering or taking over what I'm trying to do myself for me. Mm-hmm. Those moments I think are very hard for me where I, it's a double whammy where like you're being a piece of shit and also I can't do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I've never had a moment where I don't like her. And even in moments where she really does bug me, she'll do something cute like 10 seconds later. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh man, I feel bad for thinking that. Mm. Yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> um, I've had that moment, mm-hmm. but I also have moments where she'll do that, and I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like you still suck, dude. Like, go away. Yeah. Uh, and that's not just her. Like that's Vey too. Like I have, I have, I've, I've, you know, it's just I just think that's something that I think a lot of parents. Yeah. Like I've had that conversation with clients who. <laughs> Yeah, they'll just be like, yeah, my son sucks, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and again, it's, it doesn't mean you don't love your kid, it doesn't mean that you won't do anything to take care of your kid, or that you're a bad person, it's just, Certain, yeah, they, they just suck right now, like, we all, we've all had family members who suck right now, we've all mm-hmm. had friends who suck right now, it's the same thing, they're yeah. another family member of yours, Yeah. and I think that's the whole thing, it's like, just because they're kids, there's a double-fold thing of, well, they're only here because of you, right? You brought them here. That's why they're here. So, you know, you shouldn't say they suck, number one. Number two, they're just kids. And it's like, yes, I get Who was I saying this to the other day? Uh, oh, it was Brian Davey. Um, I was joking around. Well, I wasn't joking. I was being serious, but I was also joking. In saying that um, just kids, kids suck. Mm-hmm. When you look at the landscape of the world and the planet that we live on, right? Human children are the worst mm-hmm. of all species. Mm-hmm. They evolve the slowest, and they're the most dependent. They suck. Yeah. Across the board, they're the worst species on the planet. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's not that absurd to say my kid sucks right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I went on this. I went on like a five minute. You know how it is. I went on like a five minute rant with him about how like. Kids are kids are shit. Yeah. What can a kid What can a kid do better than me? In? What What can a kid do better than any other species at their age? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Horses are born and they walk immediately. Immediately. Yeah. What? Took her Took her a year. <laughs> That's terrible timing. How, was it exactly a year? No, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I just. It's, I'm just saying, when you really break it down, it's not that far-fetched to say that kids suck. Yeah. That's all. 
and just even the whole emotional um, part of it with them and just like the um, just trying to figure out themselves like animals have less things to figure out yeah they're, you just, know? they're all instinct yeah mm-hmm. whereas humans are just like all this like self understanding that they're trying to do especially as they're trying to learn the world as well well I think that's what makes our species so different yeah and unique excuse me it's just that we've constructed this thing called society that's not um that has nothing to do with instinct or, or um the way that we're wired from birth it's it's all constructed socio-economical nonsense really that has nothing to do with our dna mm-hmm. so that's the hardship of integrating children into the world it's they're learning how to be a human while learning how to like i'm sorry what i have to share my my toy with this other boy i don't know yeah i don't get what you're saying to me mm-hmm. it's my toy i want to play with it yeah all the time so it's just it's you know it so i understand why humans suck mm-hmm. in comparison to other animals or species but yeah i don't know it is yeah. um another one for me would be it well i wouldn't say it to all parents but admitting poor behavior and I noticed myself do this when people really praise Quinn for how good she is. I'll never want to say, like, you don't fucking know her. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like, I have clients all the time, one in particular, who's always constantly saying how good Quinn is. Like, mm. she'll ask how Quinn is, and I'll tell her, like, a couple of things. And she's like, she's such a good girl. Like, she's so good. She's so smart. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm like, she was a piece of shit earlier today. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll never admit, I don't know if that's something that you can just, like, throw in there and be like, actually, she wasn't a great kid today, mm-hmm. but... I think so. But I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I notice I don't really... I mean, it depends on the parent, but I don't really... Like, own up to the truth, yeah, in a sense. Yeah, the full story, I guess. Because yeah. Quinn is a good kid. She is very smart. Totally. Um, She's very smart. You know, and she's, um, there's a lot of things about her personality, personality that, like, come through that I'm, like, absolutely loving. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think it's just, like, when she wants something, she wants it. And that's, yep. that's really her only downfall. Yeah. That's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree with that. I think I've had that same scenario where, you know, I'll be training a client on Zoom. And she'll come in the screen and she'll, like, sit on my lap. And just sit there mm-hmm. quietly mm-hmm. and look at the screen. Mm-hmm. And then the person will be like, oh, my God, she's so good. And then, yeah, you just kind of roll with it. Like, you just go like, yeah. yeah. Or you'll say something to Quinn, and then she'll say something. And you're almost just like, see that? <laughs> you saw that, right? See how amazing my child yeah. is? But in your head, you're like, okay, like, please don't blow up. Like, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? like, yeah, yeah. You're just like, stay good the whole time. <laughs> this is so awesome, right? So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I get that for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole idea of making sure your kids are well behaved in public and stuff, that, that is all wrapped up in that same thing you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I guess the last thing I would say is, is, uh, and I guess this, this might be more of a dad thing, but getting away with laziness. So, like, if you're a dad and you're home alone with the kids, <laughs> hey, kids, TV anybody want to watch TV <laughs> so daddy can 
chill? Sure. <laughs> hey, kids, what do you want to do? I want to do... Don't even finish the sentence. Go do it. <laughs> Get out of my sight and enjoy your lives. Because your mom will be home in an hour, and then we're back on schedule. <laughs> so let's just all enjoy ourselves. Huh? Um. All right, kids, have a good day. Yeah, I think... I don't know if it's... A, I'm, I'm just saying it's a bad thing, because I know dads are like that, but... I would say so. I think there's a lot of parents that probably... They have moments... Like, I think TV time, iPad time is one thing that every parent has this... You know, they act so self-conscious about it or, like, uh, they act like they're so on top of their screen time with the kids, yada, yada, yada. But then I'll see some of my clients in certain moments where... Like, I have one client in particular who I go... I train, I train them... I don't know if I should say this yeah so I have one client in particular and when I'm training them I every time I'm training them their kids are always doing one of two things one of three things watching TV Mm -hmm. on their iPad or bothering us (laughs) so you know and there's been times where so I'll train her and her husband back to back sometimes and the whole time the kids will be watching TV or whatever and I get it It maybe you know I'm, I'm not judging Maybe that's just how they get the kids to, like, not bother us for two hours, right? So I totally get it, and I I actually support their decision. But I just remember having conversations prior to doing, like, virtual training with them. And them being so, like, yeah, they only have, like, 30 minutes of whatever time, da-da-da-da-da. So I just think it's funny that we all probably do a little bit more screen time or whatever, then we admit to people that we mm-hmm. do with kids, you know. And I don't, yo, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not saying that kids should be on their shit, their screens, all day, every day. I think there should be parameters set, but I don't think it's the end of the world. Yo, I watched. Actually, not really. That's not true. I was gonna say I watched and played so many video games when I was younger, which I did, but, but not really. Like not. You also played outside a lot and did other things. Yeah. True. And I think it's just it's just different now because there's so much focus on screen time and that's just where we are in this day and age. What do you mean focus on screen time? Like it's just it's constantly there. Like you mm-hmm. don't not have a screen in front of you at all times. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just thinking or just saying, you know, it's it's just different. You can't really compare it to like when we were kids. Yeah, but, no, of course not. Um, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. But, I don't know. I find it mostly hard just because of her age. Like, I think if she was, like, five enough, I wouldn't care as much. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I think I've given her, like, TV time, like, three times. Mm-hmm. Like, other than cutting her nails, because that's the only way she'll let that happen. What do you mean, like, in her life? Where you were not home, and it was just me and her, and mm-hmm. I was so, like, I can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably, like, three times. I did it today. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, but but I will say this, honestly, though. It's been a while. I was actually thinking that maybe yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. I feel like she hasn't been watching Dave and Ava. Like, I don't remember the last time she watched it. Yeah. And, actually, I've been letting her listen to music a lot more, thinking, like... There are at least good songs and stuff for yeah, her to well, listen she's to. Been li- I feel like she's been listening to music a lot more. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. 
the second thing is I feel like all she wants to do is play with the cat. And by play, I mean abuse. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like all she wants to do is abuse the cat. Mm-hmm. The last, how long have you had? Two weeks? Mm-hmm. That's all she wants to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that'd probably be my last big one for, uh, you know, shitty parenting 101, I mm-hmm. guess you can call it. I guess, well, I wouldn't say this is a shitty parenting Not shitty part. parenting, I'm being, I'm being stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, for me, I think women, especially in that first year, don't like to admit when they're being overwhelmed or they're, they've taken too much on or, um, for me anyway, like I, I just kept rolling with the punches almost in that mm. first year. Um, and I still have moments of that for sure, but yeah, just not wanting to admit that it was hard or admit that it was overwhelming and too much at some points. Cause it almost makes you feel like you're saying like you didn't enjoy the motherhood. You didn't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't the case, you know, but, um, I think that. For me, I hated talking about stuff like that initially. Of just, like, not really admitting, like, you know what? I'm not getting any fucking sleep, and mm-hmm. I'm fucking tired, and yep. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Um, and just, yeah, just not wanting to admit to those being overwhelmed or burdens, I'll say. Right. Feeling burdened and not wanting to admit that. Right. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I think I think that's interesting, actually, uh... Obviously, I'm not a mother, but I, I, I know that that's a thing, and uh, I, well, I can't. I don't really get why, because again, I'm not a mother. But um, interestingly enough, it actually kind of goes into my striking thought, which is just essentially wrapped around the idea or the notion of knowing when you're burnt out. And I think going back to what your example was of mothers who you know new mothers who have a young child at home they don't really want to admit that they're tired or admit that it's hard or admit that there's moments where they don't like it or you know all the above and well why what would you say was your reason for not wanting to admit it or or even just say you know what i'm having a moment right now like is it because you think you're like weak, or is it like, um, is it like a thing that like you chose this life so you better enjoy it, woman type of thing? Like, what okay. do you think it is? No, no. So, well, I think chose your life is part of it, but not like I never felt like you better have to you, like that I had to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But it was almost just like you're just constantly in that flight, fight or flight. I always feel like I can't say that fight or flight mode. And you're just kind of in survival mode and you're just kind of going, going, going. And you're not really paying attention to yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just you, me admitting it was kind of a truth to me not really enjoying it mm-hmm. to myself. Not necessarily to other people. I get that. Um, and But that's even just me reflecting back now. Right thinking like you know what I really wasn't enjoying that I was very burnt out I wasn't um didn't feel like myself I wasn't um cognitively there as much as I am or like just kind of um yeah, like creative and just yeah mm-hmm. just felt very very burnt out 
and just felt like I was constantly in survival mode. So me admitting it is just like, like I'm just complaining, you know, like almost not wanting to be negative, even mm-hmm. though I felt so negative. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it definitely sounds like burnout. I mean, I, I kind of define burnout as like, basically, like when you feel an extended period of discomfort or dis- sorry discontent or not enjoying something that you love whether it be a job or being a new mother or uh, anything whatever hobby that you're working on that you just can't stop fixating on and you know just when you feel a sense of like exactly that like you just you don't feel happy doing it anymore now Mm -hmm. you're just kind of doing it because it's at this point it's like an obligation to yourself or to your job or whatever the case may be um but there's this weird notion in your head where you're like, but this is my passion or this is my the choice I made or this is what I'm supposed to do. So mm-hmm. I, I have to keep doing it. I can't just stop doing it. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm just not happy and I know it's lasting a while. Uh, and it just starts to suck, you know. And, and I think a lot of people have felt that way um, throughout the course of their lives. But especially now, I think it's interesting because because we're in a pandemic worldwide so wherever you're listening to this i'm sure you've experienced some form of the pandemic unless you're like australia switzerland or some shit Mm -hmm. fucking lucky motherfuckers Mm -hmm. but um you know it's there's almost a notion that like well how can you feel burnt out like you're not doing as much as you were before the pandemic or whatever uh and you know that's 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 not necessarily true like you might have picked up other hobbies or you might um you might still be working from home and, and can be burnt out from working from home. And I think that's something that I've heard a lot of my clients say, a lot of the ones that are working from home, you know, doing your typical nine to five banking jobs or whatever, like they're just as burnt out or they're just in need of a vacation um, as they were when they were working in the office. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just understanding that you need to pace yourself, even when you're passionate about a, a subject is very important. So, you know, let's say this is your dream job or let's say this is you with a new child or just you're in the pandemic and you picked up a new hobby that you love, you know, you still have to kind of pace yourself. Even though you want to do every and every, anything for this new endeavor, you want to do it day and night, you don't want to stop doing it. Like, you have only a certain amount of energy to give uh, throughout the course of the day. So... If you're just putting everything you have into this thing day and night, A, because you might think, because you're just excited about it, or B, because you're a new mother and you feel like you just need to be on top of every little detail, every little moment, because you don't want to make a mistake, like whatever the case is, it's just you have to pace yourself because, again, we only have a certain amount of energy to give, right? So, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people, they don't think about that, whether it be new parent new hobby new job whatever the case may be it's it's just you're passionate about this thing and you just want to you just think you have to crush it you know you think you have to do it non-stop you have to think about it non-stop um yeah, i think that that, that survival mode mm. is almost creeps up on you and you don't realize that you're actually in it totally and then when you do realize that that's when you kind of like have that breakdown moment totally because, you're, yeah, you, you don't realize it creeps up on you because you're too busy um, in the moment. You're too busy being creative. You're too busy being task-oriented or being 
or trying to stay passionate about what you're doing, mm-hmm. trying to keep the candle burning. Your mind's you occupied. Yeah, that you don't realize that the floor is crumbling beneath you, right? Um, until you're falling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's really, really important to understand that pacing yourself um, is very important. And, and one of the best ways to pace yourself is trying to schedule your time. So, again, whether you're a new mom, whether you have a new hobby, whether it's a job or a new, or a new passion that you have, once you've, you know, there's always that preliminary stage where you're just, you have the new thing or you're doing it and you're just excited about it and you're just, you're playing with it almost like it's a new toy. I get that. But at some point you have to actually set up a structure for this new thing that you have so that you can make sure you manage your time and that way it just helps you to organize your thoughts as well because a lot of times the burnout comes from the rapid influx of thoughts that we have towards whatever this topic is for you personally. Um, So if it's a job or if it's being a parent, it's not always the tasks that burn you out. It's the fact that even when you're done a task and even that you're brushing your teeth and you're about to go to bed, you're still thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow or you're still, you're always planning, you're always engaged mentally. So you're not ever taking a break. So even though you're physically done the task, you're still mentally doing the task. Mm -hmm. And then you sleep and then you wake up and now you're not maybe maybe you're not thinking about what you're going to be doing but now you're back to physically doing the task so you're just you're not taking a break mm-hmm. but if you schedule your time that way you won't have to constantly be thinking about what you're doing next because you know what you're doing next so now any free time you do have to think about something then you can think in a, in a constructive manner that's not completely expending all your energy so scheduling your time is super, super important to prevent that burnout. Um, and the last thing I would say is just, you know, because look, burnout's going to happen. It's not, yes, we obviously want to prevent it, but, you know, when you are passionate about something or if you are put into a new situation that uh, is very critical of your um, attention and it's new to you, like being a mother, you know, you are going to give it your all and, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of throw darts in the dark and that kind of thing. You're, you're, you're trying to figure it out. So that is going to take a lot of your energy at first. But, you know, when you do hit burnout, which is inevitable at some point, it's okay to scale back when you are burnt out. And it's important to scale back because if you're the primary, whether it be caregiver or you're the primary person that's doing the job or the primary person whose hobby it is, like you have to be good so you can keep doing that thing down the road. So, mm-hmm. you know, scaling back is fine. And that doesn't mean just stop completely, but think about the tasks that you have to do for this thing and think about what things you can kind of scale back on or look at, look, look to the people around you. Are these things that you can delegate to somebody else for a second? Is there someone in your life you can talk to and say, Hey, I need a little bit of help with this or with that. Right. Like it's just it's very important to scale back so that you can kind of get more energy to continue to do the job or do the task at hand, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for those of us in a pandemic, which is everybody on the planet, you know, burnout is still definitely real. It exists. And, and too, I'll say this, like burnout can happen. Burnout doesn't have to mean you're working 100,000 uh, hours a, uh, a week. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about burnout. Burnout just means you're expending more energy than you have. So 
in a time like this, when we're all a little bit mentally in overdrive already, right? Like, yes, a lot of us are just at home, probably not working as much as we used to be, but we're still kind of on edge. You don't know what's happening next. Yeah, a lot of anxiety. Yeah, anxiety, like tons of anxiety. Better. It doesn't take much to get into burnout. It doesn't take much to put you mentally over the edge or to just tip the scale. So, you know, don't be so hard on yourself and thinking, well, I'm not working a lot of hours at my whatever job. Like, how am I burnt out? I got to keep pushing. No, dude. Like, burnout is something that you can definitely recognize. You can feel it. And when you do feel it, you know, understand you got to pace yourself by scheduling your time. And if necessary, scale back and use those around you to kind of help you to just manage the emotions. So, um, yeah, just a little bit of food for thought or a striking thought, if you will, about burnout. Mm -hmm. It's real. Very real. It will get you. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we wrap it up with our closing question? Let's wrap it up. So what's something from your childhood that you think your kids will be missing out on? Missing out on? Um, Mm -hmm. I guess the one thing I would say is probably your answer as well. I'll let you go first, actually. Okay. Go on, baby. I was going to say, they're not going to play outside as much as we did. Yeah. That's just a fact. Yeah. Like, I, we were outside for six hours a day. Yeah. Every day. Mm-hmm. And on weekends, double it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> double never, it. They're never going to get that time outside. No. It's impossible. It's just not the way the world's built anymore. No. And even if they are going to do that, who are they going to play with? Yeah. You know? So that's the one thing I think that across the board is, is like, yeah, the kids are definitely not playing outside the way we were. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I was going to say just like the simplicity of life of not having to do, like you're just playing outside with your friends or you're coming in and obviously a kid's life is simple regardless. But mm-hmm. um, I was actually listening to a podcast today and he was saying just even something like watching TV. So if you look at old cartoons or stuff that we used to watch growing up, the actual speed of the the cartoon mm-hmm. and like how they're talking and like the frame by frame is so much slower than oh, for sure. than cartoons now. As you mentioned, I can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just like when you're watching a movie, like things start to move quickly and music starts to play louder or mm-hmm. a certain way that literally builds that up in you where you start to feel anxious and you start to kind of feel that emotion. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with cartoons now where they're happening so fast and everything's like so in your face, so like strong, like angry, sad, whatever the emotion is. Right. Um, you know, kids are going to really feel that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I guess that's my thing. And I think about this with Vey and Quinn all the time of just, you know, wanting to protect them from that, of just wanting them just to be kids, to play outside, to not have to feel that stress. And just even the stuff that Vey watches, you know, thinking like, I never even would think those thoughts until I was like a teenager. Mm. So it's just crazy. Mm. And it's only going to happen faster and faster. Mm-hmm. So that would be my answer, just living more of a simple life. And I'm sure you've seen those things like um, 
you know, 13, me, 13 year old or 13 year olds when I was like a kid and then like 13 year olds now, right. they're like, they look like a grown woman. Right. Um, that like, and girls think that's cool. Mm-hmm. And obviously me being an adult and have already been through all that. Cause then like, that suck, man. You'd miss out on your whole childhood. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just what their childhood will be. But that's not childhood. Right. You're already putting on like makeup and caring so much about guys and like mm-hmm. you're just missing out and getting to know yourself and being silly and like being a goofball. Mm-hmm. What's interesting too is I feel like, actually I don't know, I would be interested to know the stats on this, but was the life expectancy rate, like are people dying younger or older nowadays? Older. Yeah? I think it's still going on. Okay. Let's look it up. Yeah, I would be curious to know that. But anyway. But yeah, I mean, I think, I, you know, I think that stuff is, it's tough, but it's inevitable. And obviously you, you, you know, you try to do things to protect your kids at mo- in moments when you know, like, this is not good. But there is something to be said about, I think, about letting go a little bit and letting them um, live live the life they're choosing to live. And what I mean by that is, you know when they're at a certain age when they can make certain choices, um, especially when they're in your presence. You know, there's something to be said about when they're making a choice in your presence, that's almost, in a way, that's them trusting you or... Um, that's a way of them making a choice knowing that you're there it's to actually going guide down. them through it. It's going down, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, three years ago, it was like 82, and now it's 78. Yeah, I thought so. Um, but yeah, I... I'm not surprised. I feel like everybody I know knows someone that's so close to them that has cancer. Yeah, well, well just look at everything in the world has gotten more unhealthy. For mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the way food's made, the way food, the way the world has been eroded of all of its nutrients. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's nothing, there's yeah, no healthy Even, like, left. exercise, like, how everything. it's just become such a mass market and people are, like, milking it in every way, shape, or form. And it's creating, like, dumb things for fitness instead of yeah. just sticking to the basics. Because this is what happened. The infrastructure of media got massive mm-hmm. right and then anything that the world starts to gravitate towards the marketing and media people step in quick enough to to dictate the narrative and that's what i mean so i would say in the last 15 years the world has really been like you know this health and fitness stuff is is really important mm-hmm. and being healthy is a good thing and blah 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 and people's intentions were genuine. People wanted to be healthier because they watched their parents live shitty lives mm. and they wanted to be better. And we have technology now and it's like, this is the perfect time to be fit and be healthy, blah, blah. So people start shifting towards being that way. But then you have these marketing media guru people would step in and say, you know what? We know you're all looking to get fit. And we have 19, 28, 28 million doctors say... The shake weight is the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself a shake weight. And then people are like, oh, okay, I guess, I mean, they're doctors, so. So yeah. they just, they, and then people are, and then that's how they make money, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's, 
it's a shame, but it's just kind of the way the world is. And it, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, it is a shame. But yeah, I would definitely say the main thing, probably across the board, is just, you know, physical activity that kids are getting outside naturally mm-hmm. is very different. And I just think also it, there is more technology out. Like, had we had the same things that our kids have now, I don't know if we'd be out as much as we were. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I still would be because I know how much I enjoyed it, but... Um, it's hard to say. Because I mean... Yeah, like, I don't know. My brother has always had whatever latest gaming system For sure. was there. They played a lot of video games, but they enjoy being outside more. Yeah. And... Like, us playing basketball in our front court is such a vivid memory for me. Sure. Like, there's so many games where whatever happened, right. like, I can literally picture that exact moment still. Yeah. We spent so much time in our front yard. I really do think, though, it is, it is because, I mean, like, at one point in time, the most popular toy on the planet was the yo-yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And everybody had one. But I just mean, like, and that was kind of the tail end of, like, that wasn't even really our generation. I got into it for a while, like, me and my friends did for a little bit. Yeah. But, like, there was a point in time when, like, that's all they were doing. Mm-hmm. And even, or, like, hacky sack. Yeah. And even me as a kid, I'd be like, the fuck, I'm going to play hacky sack for about eight hours? Yeah. What? Stupid. So it's, it's, it's tough. Like, our, our parents, I think, would say about us what we're saying about our generation and that's it's just one of those things that I think uh, you just have to accept and not and by accept I don't mean just lay down and let them do whatever they want but it's just a natural progression of how the world is like Mm -hmm. if I had an iPhone 12 when I was 8 and it was just in if there was a PS5 available when I was 8 years old Mm -hmm. what? yeah iPads and MacBooks and but what? that's just like just what I was saying about like that example with the cartoons. It's just like yeah. that's just the world stimulation period. Everything's mm-hmm. at a much faster pace. Everything's in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, you almost don't have time to like stop and think. And I think about that quite often when Bay's like when she doesn't hear you when she's watching something. Mm-hmm. She generally doesn't hear you, mm-hmm. but you're like, wow, you're so like in it mm-hmm. because it's just like stimulus, 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 stimulus. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's overwhelming to them and they don't even realize that like how much they're being like sucked into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your answer to that question? Just living a simple life. Yeah. Like not Fair enough. Being outside, not really worrying about whatever and, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, 2021. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Just keeps getting more and more and more fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Anything you want to say before we wrap it up? <laughs> no. Oh, you're so tired. I have been really tired today. Yeah. Very tired. Cut. Yeah. And I was trying to convince, because I don't have my 730 anymore. So I was trying to convince my 6.30 to move to a different day where I still have a client in the morning. But she's like, I'm just, I like these Mondays. It's a kickstart in the morning and get mm-hmm. my week going. And you went. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's like, I can see you. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, tomorrow I have a strange day off, which I'm actually happy about. And the best part about that day off is that I made up for those hours and other hours throughout the week, so I'm not missing hours. Mm. So it's just like a little treat for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's actually a very nice treat. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely, there's still things to be done, but I just, it's nice to not have to. Uh, it's funny when your job starts to feel like it's the secondary job to the job. Oh, really? You're if feeling that? Makes that. Sense. Huh? You're feeling that? No, 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 no. I don't mean in the sense of enjoyment. I just mean... Because training I can do with my eyes closed. So it's it's more just like a... I feel like I'm more... The challenges of my day are more wrapped around the media stuff because there's so much to learn. There's so much yeah. to think about to make sure that... Because I'm building this thing and I'm hoping that I, it needs to be done More right. Am, I, am I doing right? Am I doing it right? I gotta research a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I gotta. Oh, I didn't know I needed that. Now I gotta look into this program because that's what I need now. There's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like as I'm in that mode, I'm just like, oh right, I gotta go train the guy at three. Okay, I gotta just drop it now and go do that. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. That's almost a break. Like work is almost a break now in some yeah. ways, but it's still not a break because I have to go do a thing. Yeah. So. I kind of feel like tomorrow it's like nice. I get to kind of do nothing slash do my job. Mm-hmm. Enjoyably. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just feel like both things are more enjoyable when there's no time cap and you can just take your time with it. Sure. I feel that way anyway. Yeah, of course. That would be lovely. Mm-hmm. Like train your clients at whatever time you want. Whatever. You know what? It's 10 o'clock. I'm done eating. So, sure. I'll yeah, try to find out. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like my... Yeah. Anyway, I thought this is more of a me and you conversation. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Well, for us at In the Gray, we are donezo. Uh, we'll catch you guys on Friday or Saturday for our break time when we take a break. So, uh, for now, have a good day, dude. Track, track.